Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Josh, how are you? Benjamin. So good. Are you recovering from the New York City Marathon? How, how are your legs? It's interesting that you brought that up. Uh, I don't want to give away my what are you nuts too early, but you have perhaps a, you have a gripe with marathons. Just say it, Ben. Perhaps, perhaps we just dive in. That might be the most Jewish thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you teed it up so nicely. Uh, I don't understand marathons. I don't understand marathon runners. And my what are you nuts is to the people who run them, run in them, sponsor them, are sponsored by them. And this sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. And instead of running, maybe just see a therapist because I think <laughs> that if you're running the marathon, you're running from something. And perhaps it would be less. Uh, it would be uh, less painful on your joints just to talk out your problems with a professional versus running to avoid them. Maybe New Balance should sponsor therapists. And then it would feel more like there'd be better flair and merchandising and people would be more inclined to choose therapy over running. I think that that is a very good idea. And if somebody at New Balance is listening... They should rip it off, and they should also sponsor us. But I'm just letting you know that if the New York City Marathon came and said, Ben, we want to give you a million dollars, I would absolutely say yes. Do you know that it's my dream to run a marathon, and I think I'm going to do it next year? It's your dream to run a marathon. <laughs> it's a dream. It's one of many dreams. Considering how well I know you, and how little the marathon pays, it's not a dream of yours. <laughs> no, fiscally, it's quite irresponsible. And as you know, I don't like to do anything that doesn't make me money. And yet still, you know, I moved down to the beach. And so I've been running four or five days a week. And there is, you know what's liberating about it? A, you know that most people can't jog for more than five minutes. And if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm going to be okay for at least an hour. You're all getting eaten first. It's definitely good to be physically fit. I'm not against being physically fit, even though my physique might imply that I'm against being physically fit. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that it's great to be physically fit. I like a swim meet. I even like the idea of, like, an Iron Man. I think that's cool. I think there's something to that with the cycling and the, what is that? You swim, you cycle. Do you also run? You run a marathon. You cycle for yeah, 120 no. miles. Remember we talked about this with our friend Cody Co. Yeah, I do. I do. And where we got into the those terrible bike seats and just the what it does to your Gucci area. I do remember. If you, were, if you remove the running, I like the Ironman because I think that's quite an accomplishment to bike that much, to swim that much. Rock climbing, maybe you climb up a big, like, I get the Mount Everest of it all. Mm. I get that. Climbing for sport, totally get it. Running, no. 
I don't want to climb Mount Everest, but I do want to hang out at base camp. I think that's a Mitch Hedberg joke. But I really, <laughs> because base camp seems like a party. I, people have had sex in base camp, right? On Everest, for sure. They've canoodled. Definitely. I think people... I think people have canoodled just about everywhere. Uh, on the space station? I think that people, yeah, maybe it's tough. The International Space Station? I still say station? that they, I, st I think so. I think they have. Hmm. If it exists. No, I'm just kidding. TikTok, you watch enough TikTok and they're going to convince you that the earth is flat. All the pictures from outer space were doctored. And uh, that all the pictures that we have of the moon are not real. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, listen, Kyrie, <laughs> you with this flat earth, you with your documentaries, you fucked it. You fucked it by being absolutely, and it, it just feels exceptionally like, like, don't you feel like you knew kids like Kyrie growing up that just had to be the contrarian and never could admit when they were wrong they just like and and you just go i can't if this is the rules we're gonna play by i'm out baby i'm out yeah i mean the Kyrie of it all is just so uh annoying and i agree because it just feels like he is being a contrarian you can admit that you posted a really really dumb doc and it's over nobody cares right people make mistakes right it was the doubling down and this narrative that, like, it, he, what, he was, what he was talking about was arguably worse than what Kanye was talking about because he's implying that all Jews, like me and you, are not real at all. Like, we are living just a complete lie and that you can't be Jewish unless you're black and that the black people are the real Jews and that us Eastern European descending Jews are living a lie and we're satanic. It's just so ridiculous. I just, here's the thing. We do this podcast. I do ads on TikTok. I'm doing okay, but I'm not doing Kyrie well. <laughs> and if I was doing Kyrie well, I got a sneaker with Nike. That's dope. That's not a sneaker with Asics. I don't mean to hate on Asics, but we know Nike is the pinnacle. You're absolutely crushing it. Hard body karate. There's so much fun shit to be done. I want to build a sauna in my house, but I don't because I'm fiscally responsible. I'm Kyrie. I'm I'm devoting a whole room to a sauna and then some. Cold plunge, smoothie machine, an employee just to make the smoothies. But no, he's got to be on this Twitter, which, by the way, you know, our boy Elon Musk took over Twitter. It's getting weird out there. It is getting weird out it there. It is, right? Fire. Does it feel weird? Yeah, it's, it, it does feel weird. It, it's just, there's just a little bit too much communication from the top down. Uh, like hearing that, and by the way, I am no Kathy Griffin fan. I just want to put that out there. I, and why I never, is that? I don't, I don't know. I just never found her so funny. There's nothing, nothing more than that. I just, she just it was never my cup of tea. That being said, publicly removing her Twitter because she bothered him at the same time when you're giving away verification to make money. The whole thing is just very strange. I just don't know where Twitter's going. I've never been a fan of Twitter, so I'm happy that Twitter's demise is coming. I also never had a, a popular Twitter handle, mm. so it just never meant anything to me. Um, I also always felt like the blue checkmark people on Twitter always felt like they were so much better than everybody else. Like, if you had a blue check mark on Twitter, you were a news correspondent. Meanwhile, on Instagram, anybody can, like, be verified. It's oh, more of a, I disagree. It's more, it's I, don't you find it's you the do. opposite? Like, I'll go on Twitter, and it'll be like some collegiate athletes got a check. And I'll be like, listen, Randall, I know you were a great shortstop, but you're not so impressive. Like, get it together. Why do you have a check? I think that that's the same thing on Instagram. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just think the Twitter of it all is fascinating. And you're right. And it does tee me up for our first uh, uh, news article of the day, which is Jack Dorsey's source. Everyone at Twitter hates him now. 
In the League of, of Legends of Silicon Valley, Jack Dorsey, the co-founder of Twitter, who stepped down as CEO a year ago this month, has long had a reputation as a cool hippie with a beard who likes to go off and meditate in between dating models and fasting. Now, barely a week since his fellow... <laughs> Shout out New York Post, you fucking wild kids. Uh, now... he, sounds, he sounds like... Uh, what's his name? He sounds like Uncle Tony from Heavyweights. Remember Ben Stiller's character? Oh, the best. The best. Sounds just like him. Basically, they're saying that he was asleep at the wheel. He walked away from Twitter. He really didn't care about it. He gave it over to Elon Musk, who had it for $44 billion. Elon came in and literally raided the place, like cut a third of their staff within weeks of taking it over. And you know what? I totally agree. I don't know this Jack Dorsey, and I'm not against fasting. but And Elon is, is problematic for other reasons, but I'm like... If we're being honest, these layoffs probably should have happened over the last five years, but there was no one leading that company. So unfortunately, a guy like Elon comes in and he goes, nope, we're like cutting this now. Now, the way he's running the company is a whole other thing. But I just think it's like I feel bad for Twitter employees who had to have like a total absentee dad and then uh, their stepdad's a dickhead. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 It's just I really just hate Twitter. I really hate Twitter. I've always hated Jack Dorsey. I felt like Twitter was an incredibly anti-Semitic place. I feel like you could always just say whatever you wanted unless it was in support of Israel. And uh, I was happy to see Elon buy it because I always felt like Elon was just a free thinker. But it seems like free thinkers, the second that they get a little bit of power, turn into everybody else. So it seems just to be an endless wheel. And I think that they should just shut down Twitter. What's weird is this. We know Elon and we know now that he runs Twitter, which is hard for our brain to understand and not to get political. But I think it's similar with the Trump of it all, where it was like we you know, we want to believe that the government we want to believe that a massive company like that is run by a board of experts that are like away on some island running shit. And when it's like, no, it's Uncle Steve or no, it's like Donnie who owns a casino down the street. You're just like. Don? The whole country? <laughs> like, Elon? <laughs> All of Twitter? It, it's hard for us to conceptualize, right? Yeah, it's a great call. It really is. Those powers need to stay further away, <laughs> and they feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know, like you, you can believe that they have their shit together, uh, even though they probably don't anyways. But good luck to Elon. Twitter's a tough place. Well, I The only place tougher is Reddit. But Twitter's a tough place. I do want to stay um, in the sphere we're talking about today. And as we all know, there's no change that can be enacted unless you vote. And today mm. is election day for the midterm elections. And it brings me to my what are you nuts moment, which is if you're wearing an I voted sticker like it's a purple heart, not impressed not impressed this thing i'm listen i think we can all agree voting is your civic duty it's important it should go without saying you should do it but like the virtue signaling of this sticker it's not even cute like it's red white and blue which i get it america voting but like make it fun make it glow in the dark something and to add on to that what are you nuts on instagram making a vote story filter why? <laughs> it's just so lame. Like, I don't, I don't need to see... A, like, who's clicking through 200 stories of people taking pictures of their stickers? That's right. That's exactly what it is. It's that picture that if you took it, it would sit on your phone and you'd never go back to it again. You know when you're watching Fourth of July fireworks and you have that feeling like, oh, I need to record these fireworks. You're never going to go back and look at those. It's the same thing. You take a picture of you and your mom. You guys just voted. You're never going to use that again. You took the picture, it goes away. Now Instagram has aggregated them into 200 of them for me to look at. I have no interest. You're right. The voting sticker, even like, and this is no judgment on on, on the vaccines, which I am vaxxed as fuck, but like when people were putting it on Twitter, <laughs> like Rita, double vax, triple boosted, Pfizer. I'm like, really? That's your handle, Rita? Like, it defines you? <laughs> 
I think that you need to get a t-shirt that says vaxxed as fuck. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that. VAF. That's really funny. VAF. Going back to Elon Musk for a second, I'm just, as we're talking, I'm just thinking, imagine having $44 billion to purchase Twitter. You were talking about you wish that you had some money to put in a sauna. <laughs> if there was one thing, you're that, you're that wealthy, one thing that you could add to your home, what would it be? Oh, a third floor, <laughs> like an entire floor because our house is absolutely, we recently moved in last month and I walk around cause it's the first time I've ever owned. First time I've lived in a house. Cause like you, I'm a city boy. I've only been in apartments mm -hmm. and I look at this place and it washes over me this idea of like, wow, I can't believe this. But the only thing that would make it better would be a gigantic third floor for entertaining. Mm. You? More, more space. For me, I would love to make a separate room for a live-in chef, but that live-in chef like came from my favorite Chinese restaurant. Yes. Like imagine not having like a live-in, just like classic American chef. Imagine having just an expert with the wok that could just come in at any moment. He lived in your home, Ugh. popped in, that's what I want. I want to be rich enough that I can have a live-in Chinese chef. And they've got the hibachi surface. So, you know, once to twice a month, we're doing hibachi. Hibachi? M more than once to twice a month. Why not? Let's do it once a week. Every night. You can come over for hibachi. <laughs> hibachi for everyone. I'd do it for the entire building. They could all come over. It would be a great moment for us all to come together. Now, do, That's what I would do. If you have a personal chef and you have hibachi on demand... <laughs> That's the name of this episode, Hibachi On Demand. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Hibachi On Demand. At a certain point, you and the chef look at each other, and he goes, really, you want the onion volcano again? <laughs> <laughs> Do I really need to flip the egg into my hat again? <laughs> again. Maybe, he, That's maybe it pushes him to up his game and to constantly be creating new tricks possible i love hibachi i actually i went we used to go to benihana all the time the problem is after you go to benihana too much you realize it's absolutely disgusting it's not good like it just has gone from a place of the aoki's made they really just revolutionized the way that americans think of hibachi it was a scene it's sort of the way that travel used to be right you get on a plane wear your suit smoke your cigarette ritzy right beautiful and then all of a sudden commercial dead same exact thing happened to benihana somebody needs to bring back true amazing hibachi at a scale like benihana but that feels like nobu and can it you know why just asian can hibachi be i don't know make italian food make a parmesan on that surface it can be done i know it can Hundred percent. What about a breakfast place that does hibachi? They do it anyways in the deli. They use the hibachi grill to make the eggs and the egg and cheese, and they also use it underratedly to make the burgers. Right. They do everything on that grill. Yeah, a flat everything. top grill, Waffle House style. Have you been to a Waffle House? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm I so haven't. sorry for you. What kind of food? It's like it is it. I mean, the waffles are incredible. It's it's like a how do I say it? It's like a better southernish. Denny's, but everything is done oh. on a griddle like that. I, I love Denny's. I love the road. Is... I want to get on the open road with you and just drive and eat. Yeah. Oh, I'm so down. Triple D. We got to get Guy Fieri involved and just hit all his spots. Wow, that would be unbelievable. Is that a sign? I went to a... Go for it. Where are you? I was in Orlando yesterday. Mazel. Very randomly. Mazel. In and out. Flew in, flew out, had a meeting. And... For lunch, we decided to eat at Chili's. Now, Chili's is an unbelievable establishment until you've ordered, eaten, and are leaving and filled with regret. So it's not exactly the same way as I feel about Denny's, but there's just something in all of that food. I don't know what it is that's so tangy and delicious, mm. and then you leave and you want to die. So. I'm finding that more and more because I've always been a Cheesecake Factory queen. I'm a P.F. Mm. P. Chang's guy. Mm. And 
the love is lost a little bit. I'll, I'll never say no, and I'll never turn down some brown bread. But the reality is, it just it doesn't quite hit like I remember it. It hurts, too. You leave there in pain most of the time. Yeah. But P.F. Chang's, P.F. Chang's is a really solid spot. Uh, and Cheesecake Factory, too. But Cheesecake Factory's menu, I think, is just a little bit too intense. It's very, very long. You know what it is? I like uh, che- too many options. Cheesecake Factory is a corporatized Greek diner, right? Because yeah. it's yes. 80 pages. They have every ethnicity of food. By the way, have you ever had like the orange chicken and rice from Cheesecake Factory? Because it fucking no. slaps, my friend. Wow. Honestly, Americans really know how to make orange chicken. It's just a fact. It's just sort of the same thing that they had at Chili's. I got that chicken in the uh, honey barbecue sauce. Mm. Fantastic. I, this is a total non sequitur, but... I'm thinking about Orlando. You know, when when Bob Saget died, who I knew a little bit, and he was, a you know, just a great man. And, and, and a, I shouldn't say a little bit. He was a, a friend, a good friend. And we went to his memorial, and people like Chappelle and Jeff Ross and Tim Allen and just, like, people are roasting him in the best, like, memorializing way. And it just was hysterical. I, don't, I, I was actually impressed with Tim Allen's joke where he says, you know, I was actually in Orlando too when Bob passed away and I was at the Hyatt and, and all of a sudden I hear like Bob Bob passed away. He he passed away in his room at the Ritz Carlton and I immediately thought, Why the fuck am I at the Hyatt? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Oh, that's good. It's pretty good. That is pretty that is pretty good. Orlando's funny, you know, I got off I think the only other time that I had been in Orlando was Disney World. I've never been there outside of Disney World. And it looked a lot like Texas. It didn't look like Southern Florida. Orlando really just is not, I don't know, it was very rural. And I don't ever remember it being that way. But Perhaps we move on to our, our next news story, if that's all right with you. I'm assuming that you've heard of passing of Aaron Carter. I have. It happened in between episodes. I kind of wanted to talk about that because it goes into uh, a little bit of, not a little bit, but growing up in the limelight as a celebrity actor. It really was just, to me, such a sad story the more I learned about it. Uh, They recently think that they found out the cause of death. Uh, They found compressed air at the death scene, which is that like whippets? Is that what that is? Not that I have any experience. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Whippets, so I've heard, (laughs) are uh, laughing gas, which is what you get from the dentist. And it makes your voice super low. Um, Computer duster, which is huffing, is some... Like some next level stuff that I don't really even know what's in it that gets you utterly, um, you know, it 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 hits you hard body karate. And they've actually, so I've heard, they've started to put in computer cleaner a like a awful taste that comes out with the air that you it's inert. You wouldn't notice it if you're using it for for its intended purpose. But if you huff it, you're overcome by this disgusting taste just because people were like, how do we get these people to stop, you know, uh, abusing this? So he was huffing. Allegedly, right? I don't know. Yeah, it says Aaron Carter was very clearly struggling with an addiction to huffing compressed air and investigators found evidence of that at his death side. Um, The whole story makes me incredibly sad because he was pushed into the limelight by his parents. You would know this better than me, but legally you need to put some money aside for your children, it would seem, from their acting careers. They not only spent all of his money, but also left him completely in debt so that when he stopped being the cute child actor and turned into a real human being that no longer wanted to act, he had nothing. And so his life was just miserable. Um, And reading more and more about it, I don't know, I feel very bad for him. I feel really bad, too. 
you know, and, and plenty of people can say like, oh, well, you know, you saw it coming or, or it's been sort of this long road of sort of one bottom after the next. But regardless, right, because you leave in the wake, you're a, a family, you know, families who love you. I think you had a child like it's just never you never exit clean. And it's the great fallacy that every addict tells themselves. And I'm speaking from experience here, which is like I'm only hurting myself when in reality, like you're literally you're, you become like nuclear and you radiate everyone who has the guts to keep loving you. And it's um, it's really unfortunate. It, it's really unfortunate. And I, you know, it's a hard thing for me because we all have these tough, you know, childhoods to a certain extent. Not you, beautiful kosher caterer, beautiful mother, very lucky. But many beautiful mother. Can't wait to meet her. Please, you know, connect us. Let's do a group chat. Um, <laughs> you know, when people like in my, you know, I had a challenging upbringing. I know the child star thing. But I always wrestle with this idea of like, yes, but we also have unprecedented access to help. Right. Like even if we have the worst of upbringings, like then, you know, we're able we have access to therapists and counselors and people who can intervene and like a lot of support you can choose health right I remember when I played a U.S. Marshal in the one season of Disney Plus's Turner and Hooch I, I hung out with the U.S. Marshals for a couple months and I remember our advisor Scott I, I said to him once I said you know you're constantly hunting these people do you ever feel bad for them like is there anyone you ever go home at night and you're like wow like I you know I, I feel bad and he told me this story about, this is a crazy story. He's like, you know, there was this guy in the mid-90s that we had to arrest, that we were hunting for a minute. And he was trafficking marijuana, which at that time in the 90s was like a big offense. But of course now it would be like, you know, probably a misdemeanor at that. And we arrested him and I knew he was going away for a really long time. And he looked at me and as we're taking him to the car, he says, can I bring my hooked on phonics tapes with me to jail? Like he didn't even know how to read. And he wanted wow. to learn how to read while he was in jail, knowing that he was going to be in there for a long time. He's like, I got home that night and I cried. He's like, because I knew that this guy never had a chance, right? He came from a place where this was the only life he, know, he knew. He had no resource. And I was like, Oh my God. So I wrestle with that with people in my position where it's like, you know, at a certain point, if you don't get help, like, I don't know. It's, it's tragic. It's tragic. Were you uh so sad? Were you a fan of so his music sad. growing up? Definitely. I love it. I'm trying to remember what, what was the, what was the house party? What was that song? Um, how uh, <laughs> I keep thinking song, of the, song. the smart house song. <laughs> jump, jump, the house is jumping. Jump, uh, jump. Moves. I feel like your wife right now. The house is jumping. You have a great voice. Who knew? Ben, I have so many talents. I should be more famous. <laughs> 100%. percent. And Smart House was a fantastic movie. Did you watch... This is a good question. Did you watch a lot of... Disney Channel growing up, even though you were a Nickelodeon star, did you feud about the network rivalry? I like walk into a room and and like <laughs> Lizzie McGuire's on. I'm like, turn that garbage off! <laughs> Not in my house! Um, Nick or bust! <laughs> Put on Tyena! I, uh, no, I, ne I, I did watch. Yeah. I watched a lot of Disney stuff. I loved it. Yeah. What was your favorite Disney channel original movie? Well, uh, my first was Brink and that was like unreal. They can't see us cause this is audio. My jaw just dropped. Nobody ever says Brink. Brink was my favorite movie. And I'm positive that if we loved, Br both loved Brink, then you also loved Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami, excellent. Um, what was it? Um, the Space Girl Xenon or whatever. That was that was good. That was good too. Yeah. Motocrossed. Remember Motocross? <laughs> so good. 
my original screen name, Motocrossed0403. I was really cool. <laughs> I was Mr. Money86. <laughs> Mr. Money86. It's always been about the green. I know. I mean, really. I mean, Ky- Kyrie and Kanye are listening to this pod going, you see, you see. <laughs> Speaking of the green... It it worth it's worth talking about that everything we know on the Powerball jackpot winner who took home mm. two point zero four billion dollars the single winning ticket for the historic two billion dollar power Powerball jackpot was sold in fucking Altadena California like fifteen miles from where I am and it goes on to say that it was sold at Joe's Service Center. It was a 292.2 million to one chance. Uh, Joe's Service Center is a gas station in L.A. County. And one other thing. Oh, the winner has the option to take either a lump sum payout, which would amount to 997 mil or I'm sorry. Yes, it would be 997 million. And then after taxes, it's 758 million. Okay, first question, Ben. You own Joe's Service Center. What kind of, you know, waxing, vig, a little bit of like good looking out? What are you expecting as the owner of that service center to get from the guy who won the lottery? Ten million. <laughs> Perfect. I think that's fair. By the way, if I won two billion dollars, I swear on my life I would give ten million dollars to the guy that sold me that ticket. Me too. I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even think about it. But quickly, shout out to the real winner, the freaking government. Nobody ever thinks about how much money they just made by getting it up to $2.2 billion. They just made a billion. Right, because of the taxes. Because of the taxes. They collected all of our money, getting us all hyped. $2.2 billion. Keep buying. Keep buying. And then they take 50% from our pocket. Holy shit, you're smart. I never thought of that. That's what the lottery is. The lottery is a great game of pooling all our cash so that it's only $1 at a time by the American people to then give 50 cents on the dollar to Uncle Sam. Did you buy a ticket? No. Really? I'll never. No, I'll never buy lottery tickets. I'll never win. You'll never win. And I just hate the idea that I know because I realized this. I became woke on the lottery a long time ago that the biggest scam ever is when the news starts talking about the lottery and the number keeps growing and then everybody and their mother buys a hundred tickets they're like we're gonna win keep buying keep buying keep buying all that we're doing is loading up the government with cash wow i never considered that you're right it's a ponzi scheme for uncle sam ponzi scheme for uncle sam is the lottery that's unreal. And yet, there is no better feeling. Last night, I bought $20 worth of tickets at the 7-Eleven. And I'm walking in my car going, I can't believe how my life's going to change tonight. <laughs> There's no better feeling than that, Ben. And I go, who am I giving money to? And it's going to be a lot of people. Claudia does the same thing. Whenever there's a big lottery, she always does. You know that episode of Friends where they all buy like 900 tickets and Phoebe takes it and brings it to the terrace and accidentally drops it. I don't know if you remember, but Claudia always buys a million lottery tickets. But yeah, we're never going to win. And the reason we're never going to win, I don't know. Maybe it's the cousin of somebody that works for the government who wins. You'll never know a lottery winner. It just doesn't happen. Do you know that I'm such an egomaniac that the reason I know I won't win the lottery is because it will undercut me becoming a famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you if you ran if you won the lottery, you could literally just buy a studio and cast yourself and become the most famous actor ever. I could. I, I think about that, but then your whole life is an asterisk season, right? Because inevitably no matter how well you do, they go, Yeah, but he won the fucking lottery, two billion. That's also a great question. If you won the lottery, would you tell anyone? I would tell some very very close friends i mean they would know right because they'd be like why does josh have hovercraft shoes um <laughs> but i think that no i would keep it as quiet as humanly possible and there's like 11 states that allow you to stay anonymous and then 
the rest you can't, which seems like, no, no, we want you to get murdered here in the great state of California. Wow, I had no idea that there was legality around disclosing if you won the lottery or not publicly, state by state. That is so weird and nuanced. Mm-hmm. I, Wow. Is New York one of those states? Do you know which states there are? Because if I won the lottery, I'm showing up to take my check in a big bear costume. Nobody's going to ever know it was me. Same here. And uh, I don't know. They'll just think that I did really well. They'll think that we sold Spurt Society for not $1 billion, but $20 billion. And no one will ever know where all my cash came from. I'll, I would also give away so much of it. Like, r- really, if I won $2 billion, everyone I know would be rich. Yeah, it, it says only 11 U.S. states, including New Jersey, allow winners to remain anonymous. Under California public disclosure laws, as well as the that information as well as the total amount of winnings are public information. Yeah, in California, you got a target on your back. Wow, that's terrible. Um, wow. Yeah, I would, I, it would be ridiculous how generous I would become. And yet, like I have, you know, you and I have friends who have done dumb well. And I insist on paying on for things. Within, you know, I'm like, you're going to pick up the PJ always. Like, this goes, I'm never, I can't reciprocate, but I'll pay for dinner. I'll get you not, you know, two fifty, three hundred $300 Nordstrom gift card for your birthday. I got, you know, I have scratch like that, but you know, I, I would imagine like at what price point do, does resentment go away that you're always paying for things? Like if I got a billion, I'm picking up every dinner from here to the end of time, right? I think it's 100% person by person. I think it's how you made it, and I think it's who you are as a human being because I know so many billionaires that are so freaking cheap, and I know, I'm acting like I know so many billionaires. I actually do know a a good amount of billionaires. Some are so freaking cheap, and some are so not cheap. And I think it just has to do with the way that you're raised. And some people want to keep their money, and some people want to spend their money. Some people want generational wealth. Some people want, I'm only here for a, Good time, not a long time. Uh, but yes, no amount of dinners can ever take away your billions of dollars. I would never let anybody pick up a bill ever again in my life. Well, that generational, that, I, I, the whole generational wealth thing really makes me laugh. Like, what is it? What are, the Soffers are going to be the next Rockefellers? Like, the Pecks are going to be the Carnegies? Like, uh, who cares? Like, once you're gone, I, I have no interest in making sure that my name's on a bunch of buildings when I die. But because this episode is so money and, let's be honest, greed-focused, I think it apropos that I have pulled up the top 20 richest celebrities in the world. Hmm. Clocking in at number... The first person is Jamie Gertz, who I don't know how she's so famous. Or, I'm sorry. I don't even know who, I don't even know who that is. Who's Jamie Gertz? Well, I, I don't know. She, I mean, I, <laughs> I know her as an actress, and I don't want to be a. Dis- how do you, how do you, how do you spell her? How do you spell her name? J A M I. Is she an I E? No. G- no E. Jamie Gertz. I don't mean to be a disgusting um, male who needs to do better, but is there a chance she married Rich? There's a 0% chance that this woman who I have seen before is the richest. Oh, literally, people ask, how did Jamie Gertz get so rich? Her marriage to L.A. billionaire Tony Ressler. Gotcha. Who has assets of over $136 billion. Sick. Um, yeah, I have seen that woman. See, no, you... That's a it's a flawed question if she's popping up. It needs to be something about self made. Right. Right? Well right? Jerry Seinfeld clocks in at number two, nine fifty. I would bet you he has over a billy, for sure. I'm sure he has over two bill. Those things are always wrong. They always only go off of things that they know. And believe me, they don't know everything about Jerry's private investments. And you talk about a guy with access seeing some private deal flow. I'm sure he's done incredibly well. 
Speaking of private investments, don't you love that when people with the lottery go, I would take the lump sum because I would want to invest it. I don't want the payout. And I want to be like, Rick, you do mail fraud for a living. What do you know about <laughs> investing? <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, yeah, like all, like all of a sudden you're going to be given a billion dollars and that's when you start getting smart. Like, it's the opposite. You didn't have to work for any of it, and you were just given a billion dollars. I don't think you're going to start investing. No, I don't. Th I don't think so. But a couple, a couple other highlights: Tom Hanks, four hundred million. Um, Tom Cruise, five hundred seventy million, and George Clooney, five hundred milli. De Niro, five hundred mil. By the way, both of those seem low to me. Clooney made close to that just off Casamigos. But what about his career as an actor? But didn't he have to split? Like, didn't they have to split it three ways? The Casamigos. They sold. They sold it for over a billion dollars the first time it was bought, and then it was repackaged. So they made a ton of money, and then De Niro, he owns Nobu. Nobody ever talks about that. Right. I'm just saying. I don't think that the I think these guys are richer than what they're what they're leading on, richer than what they're leading on. It's should fair. we do a this or that? Should we yes. do a this or that? I think I, oh man, I just it was on the tip of my tongue, and then evaporated. What? Oh, I had a good one too. Damn it! I just you know was it about was it about the lottery? I start yenting with you. And I just, I lose it all. I get lost in your eyes, Ben. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, this or that. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sleep deprived because my, both of my children have been sick. I don't know if you've heard this. You probably haven't because you're just young and free of responsibility. But there's this virus going around that's hitting kids hard called RSV. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. No, sounds terrible. Dude. And when, what is it? It's a respiratory virus that you and I as grown-ass men, strong ox Jewish men. Yeah, we'd yeah we are. We'd kick RSV's ass. <laughs> but these sad little, you know, infants, they're not so strong. Um, no, they basically just go to school and the three-year-olds sneeze on each other all day. And they bring home the craziest diseases you've ever seen damn and thank damn. thank god shout out my pediatrician who i'm not going to name here because you 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 all can't have her she's ours she'll like this woman this ain't of a woman granted we pay for the service at the beginning of the year there's a small retainer but she texts me back at like 9 30 at night i'm like I, and to to get a text back when your kid doesn't feel good from a medical professional, when I'm asking them, is it cool if I give them my asthma inhaler? <laughs> and for them to be like, hold the beat. is <laughs> <laughs> a gift from God. Gift from God. Wow. Now I need the name of the pediatrician. I don't even need to see one. I haven't found a good doctor since I left my pediatrician. I left my pediatrician late, age of 27, still with her. Moved over to an internist, and they just, you know, they're like, yeah, we'll see you in five months. It's like, what if I'm sick? Nope. Booked out. Can't do it. Sorry, pal. Can't do it. Um, Totally. And did you know that's completely appropriate that you can stay with your pediatrician? Like, you can be treated at a children's hospital up till 26. Crazy, huh? Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that. Just saying. If, you know, if Bellevue's ever booked up, go hit, you know, the children's hospital. <laughs> I should. I should. Um, they think, what is, what is this big kid doing here? <laughs> He's huge and hairy. You're like, uh, I, yeah, I like Pokemon. Anyway, I have a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I feel like we need a good this or that moment, but I'm not... I'm completely I, devoid. I like, I like that we're doing it live. <laughs> Maybe we hold it. Maybe we hold it till next week. This has been an incredible app. I don't feel bad about this it, app. It it has been great. I'm just thinking maybe we 
Maybe we're the we worst. We do. fucking suck. <laughs> It's no wonder. It's wonder. It's no wonder the toast has stopped talking about us. <laughs> I think that we should do one, and I think that we should do a this or that on raising your kid one religion or not. What about kids versus no kids? Great. Okay, you go no kids. Perfect. Um. Do you want to do the timer because I'm recording into my phone? Yes. Yes. I will do the timer. And go. The world is on fire. This we know. The world is on fire. Not to mention all new people every 50 to 60 years. Also, unless you're Beethoven, Barack Obama, or Isaac Newton, you won't be remembered. Also, why do we feel the need? Why do we feel this like instinctual nature thing to procreate something in our image listen the reality is this has been a failed experiment it's all a simulation anyway and the truth is we're just handing off our problems to the next generation hoard your assets keep your luxuries to yourself have brunch and screw these kids it's ridiculous and we're just perpetuating a, a, a terrible terrible cycle you don't want to use your other 15 seconds? Here's what else I'll say. <laughs> if you like sleep and you like money, don't have Five kids. Seconds. I'm done. Okay. Good. Very compelling. I will begin my one minute. <clears throat> to have children or not to have children, I certainly say that you should have children. Now, I don't have kids yet. I'm trying to time it properly. Everybody says, you know, you can't time it. But I think you can time these things. When I do have kids, I'm really looking forward to imprinting my values and my crazy thoughts on them. Because, you know, you mention your light conspiracy theories to your wife, and she's like, Ben, you are freaking crazy. You mention them to your kids, and they think they're gospel, right? So I can go to these kids and say to them, you know, today I was in the shower brushed my teeth. I brushed my teeth in the shower. I don't know if that's strange, but brushed my teeth in the shower. And I thought to myself, you know, I've been using toothpaste my whole life. Why? Why am I using toothpaste? Colgate's a new company. What'd they do before we had toothpaste, right? And I bring that up simply to say that I can impress my values and weird things on these kids. The minute's up, that was terrible. Damn it. It wasn't terrible. I know what you mean. But here's the reality. There's more assholes than ever. There's more annoying people because of social media, because of podcasts, and because of OnlyFans. Speaking of, if my child came to me and said they, they want to have a podcast, I'd be like, I'm disowning you. If they said they have an OnlyFans, I'd be like, that's industrious, slay queen. But nevertheless, there's more assholes than ever. So even if you make a cool kid, they have to live in this world of complete animals. It's true. It's true. All right. Crosstalk. Or that was starting the crosstalk. That was starting the crosstalk. Sorry. I just okay. jumped in. You know, you jumped in. There was no structure, but it's fine. I really butchered it. I went in. I started talking about myself. I started talking about my weird feelings on toothpaste. But honestly, I'm excited for a kid to then, my kid to then go and tell his kids at the playground, you know, you shouldn't brush your teeth. And then everybody has bad breath. So... I think that if you have kids, you don't have kids, totally up to you. If you have them, please raise them right so that they don't turn into assholes. But they won't. Because I watched I hope well, They won't what? They won't raise them right because they don't have, because their coding is broken. Assholes make assholes. It's just how, and the only way the cycle stops is either they become drug addicts, they bottom, bottom out and they get in a 12-step program, or they go to therapy or they go on some, you know, they're they're in Vanderpump Rules and they have to keep it together to get another <laughs> season. They're on the below deck. Last night I watched a very sad video of a couple of hunters poaching a lion in Africa. Just what you literally watch the lion climb up a tree, scared for its life, pulls the trigger, dead. How does that person exist? Who raised them? Yeah. How do they have, like, it, it just, it, it blows my mind, the amount of people that are just, we're just coexisting with that are such bad eggs everywhere. So you know what? I go to you. 
No kids. Nobody should have any kids. We should just die out and we're done. I win. Leave it all to the. Leave it all to the dogs. You win. It's a simulation. Leave it all to the dogs. Logan Paul and Jake Paul are probably like literally second in line to God, and <laughs> we we fucked it. Guys like us, we didn't we didn't we didn't play it play it right. We didn't play our hand correctly. No, we probably played it decently though. Not bad. We're somewhere middle. We're somewhere middle rung. But no, we didn't. Yeah, it's so funny. The Paul brothers. Damn. You're, WWE. No, they're brilliant. You're going to see, though, Ben, because you should have kids. Because you and Claudia are going to make cute-ass, sweet, wonderful children. And they're going to come home. When when the light turns on for you watching, because there's people in your life now, I'm sure, where you're like, they're okay. You know, I don't dislike them, but I couldn't spend more than a couple hours with them. And then those people have kids, and they're worse. And it's going to register for you that, like, oh, boy. Yeah. I'm going to have great kids. Oh, man. Cute. A little bit chubby. Perfect. Happy. Funny. It's exciting. It's exciting. Closing remarks. I'm going to have kids, but if you're mean, don't have kids. Be, acknowledge the fact that you're a mean person and you're miserable and just let your bad attitude die out. Yeah, I would say if you think you might not be awesome, sterilize yourself. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what a great episode. And that's, and that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks, on this Tuesday. Actually, Wednesday. Wow, I can't keep track of my days. On this Wednesday, new episode will come out on Monday. Again, apologies for the delay. We'll try not to make a habit of it, but you know, kids are sick. Times are tough. Orlando Chili's happens. Or, or Orlando's cold. Oh, Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando's not chilly. It's actually very warm. But yes, Orlando happens. It is what it is. So we'll try not to make it a, a habit. But new episode will be out Monday. And as always, please rate, subscribe, find us anywhere you can find us. Panda Air, Spotify, Hotify. Panda Pods. Uh, what's Jay-Z's music company? What was that one called? Rockefeller. Uh, no, what was it? Tidal. You can find us at Rockefeller. Tidal. Tidal. <laughs> you can find us on Tidal. That's where we get most of our views. <laughs> 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 on title and uh yeah give us five stars give us five stars on title rate let us know what rate and review our podcast on the audible app which we're not on there but maybe one day with enough <laughs> listeners we'll be the first podcast on audible <laughs>